podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Buzz Podcast, revived from the ashes from Anfield Index. This is going to be the Buzz Podcast. I'm going to host it moving forward. We'll have a raft of guests. Trev has agreed to come on. Eddie is going to come on. Gags is going to be on. There's a whole bunch of people from the Discord group. Rory Greenfield and Stu Bridson will be making their returns to Anfield Index after many is a year to be part of this. But today, I've got Young Drinkle with me. How are you, Guy? Ill-informed, because <laughs> I've not watched much TV recently. But I am I'm an available guest. That is my strength, Dave. An hour ago, I told him we needed to do this. Because I wanted to get this launched. Because Eddie asked me to do it about six weeks ago. And we are pushing it back for one reason or another. The World Cup was on. I was busy with that. And... Then I was waiting for certain guests to become available and I just haven't been able to key in a, a good time with with uh, Mr. Hansen to discuss the Rings of Power. But that is coming. Gags will be on. We're going to talk about House of the Dragon. But today, me and Guy just thought we'd set the scene, talk about a couple of things we've watched recently and a couple of big things that are either starting now or coming soon. So, Guy... There is a major television experience that has recently begun, and it is The Last of Us. Now, this is based, obviously, off a video game, mm-hmm. uh, which is your area of expertise, not mine. So what are we to expect from The Last of Us? I haven't watched it yet. Is this something I should watch week to week, or am I, or is it something I can wait until the end and binge? I am personally going to binge it because I don't have the channel. <laughs> so it makes it easier that way than uh, finding the individual episodes. I'm just going to try and watch them all in one. But it, it's a weird one because this is obviously one of PlayStation's um, big centerpiece games. The first game um, seen by many as the greatest game in existence. And I'm not sure how big a gamer you are, Dave, but I'm sure you've seen game to television game to film adaptations that mm. are I'm not sure if we're allowed to swear on this, but are basically crap or terrible or shite. <laughs> um, I haven't been given guidelines on swearing, but I'm assuming because I was asked to do it, yes, swearing is okay. You you're not allowed to swear two footed and that's enough for you. Um but no, I'm sure the Resident Evil films, they got progressively worse. The Halo yeah. series, I've not seen it, but it apparently doesn't do anything justice to the game. But I've not actually played The Last of Us. I know the story um, and stuff like that. I will eventually play the game because I do have a PlayStation 5 now uh, and we'll get the remake. But no, I think the main thing here, Dave, is that it's HBO. 
Yes. Yeah, that's the big selling point for me, is that it is on HBO, home of, I believe, many of the greatest shows of all time, including The Wire, which is my personal favorite show of all time. Obviously, The Sopranos is an all-time classic. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. I, I doubt there's many people who've watched Game of Thrones that don't have it in their top five. Boardwalk Empire for me, is another brilliant show. Uh, Treme is very good. Obviously, House of the Dragon is is running on HBO as well. So there is a, a great track record of HBO, especially with a larger budget, making absolutely phenomenal TV shows. And as you said, this is a game that's very highly regarded. Uh, came out in 2013. It's a post-apocalyptic drama. And the cast looks pretty strong, I have to say. Uh, Pedro Pascal is in it. Uh, he's obviously became known in Game of Thrones to a lot of people. Uh, Bella Ramsey, also Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. These are two well-known actors who have had... I don't want to say major roles, but sizable roles in... Impactful um, roles. Impactful roles is exactly the way to put it. Um, Gabriel Luna is one of the recurring stars in this. He's best known for Marvel Agents of the Shield. And Anna Torv, who was one of the stars of Fringe. Um, so, you know, these are people that have been in, in big productions before. And I think they're all well-placed to kind of have this this as the role that really announces them as a as a real star, especially Pascal and Ramsey. They're the two kind of focus points of the entire show. I am looking forward to this. I, I don't know. I, I want to chat to some of the lads in our group chat, to Neil and, and Rory and Stu, and see what they think. Because obviously you guys are all bigger gamers than I am. I think they are all watching it week to week, aren't yes. they? Yes, I believe so. I may dabble. It's just because I thought I had Sky Atlantic because we've recently moved to Virgin Media TV, which doesn't have Sky Atlantic, which was a shock to me, which annoyed me. So I will, I will find it in fully legal means. Of course, of course, absolutely. no illegal streams there. Oh, absolutely not. So we've had one episode so far. It came out on the fifteenth, and the. Reaction to it, the reception of it thus far has been quite strong. Uh, people seem very, very impressed. On Rotten Tomatoes, it holds a 99% rating from 126 reviews with an 8.8 .8 average rating. So that is very, very strong. Uh, multiple critics have come out and praised it. A couple have said it feels a little bit kind of manicured, a little bit overly produced, and, and that's kind of the balance you have to strike. I mean, a lot of people had those same type of gripes with House of the Dragon, that maybe it's a little bit overproduced and doesn't have that kind of gritty nature that Game of Thrones had. I think the thing with House of the Dragon is that Rings of Power was out at the same time, Yeah, which had Obviously, House of the Dragon wasn't exactly spending 12p an episode, but when you compared that production level to Lord of the Rings and Amazon spending a bazillion pound an episode, yeah, exactly. it didn't really help. 
No, no, it didn't help them at all. Now, it's worth pointing out, this is one of two major TV shows coming this year based on very popular video games. And the other one is also being brought to us by Amazon. So Fallout is due to come out this year. And it's obviously also set in that kind of in a post-apocalyptic world. Mm -hmm. So it does kind of put a bit of pressure on The Last of Us to set a very high bar, knowing that the other one is coming later. And thankfully, they're not coming at the same time. Because the one thing I didn't like when, when I watched House of the Dragon and Rings of Power, it was just... I didn't like having them both at the same time. Yeah. It's it's a shame it wasn't one and then a little bit of a break, maybe a few weeks, and then the other. I think we all would have appreciated them a bit more because I think one of the things that happened was everybody was comparing them to each other. And they're obviously, like, they're very different stories. They're very different worlds. Obviously, there is some kind of crossover in different ways with the fantasy Mm -hmm. side of things. But... I think that almost took away from the enjoyment of the shows was when you'd go on social media and you'd see people trying to compare them when they didn't need to be compared at all. Like you can compare fair enough HBO's ability to make a great show with Amazon's ability to make a show. And Amazon are obviously a lot newer in the space, but I didn't think the shows needed to be compared as much as they were. And it took for me a little bit of the enjoyment away as the weeks went on. I'm glad that, because Fallout I do know. Fallout Fallout I'm familiar with. Fallout I have played. Not very well, but <laughs> Fallout I, I am more familiar with. Now, the release date is still unknown. As things stand, they're saying maybe the end of the year. It could even push into next year for Fallout. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's a good opportunity for The Last of Us to set a very high bar for Fallout to have to live up to. Yeah, and it, it's such a it's such an interesting space, isn't it? Because you think of all the iconic game worlds. I mean, if depending on how big a gamer gamer you are, you've got say the Elder Scrolls world, which I'm sure mo- most people are familiar with, or Skyrim world. If you're more of a casual gamer, Fallout's well known for it. Hit uh, the Last of Us, even places like Mass Effect, the Untold Adventures of Space, and stuff like that. It's such an untapped market and. I haven't watched it, as I said just a second ago, but I don't... How do you make a bad Halo TV show? It's just actually impressively bad that Paramount did that. (laughs) Um, But I I think there's like a Gears of War show that's been linked to make. That should be perfect for television. Mm. Dave Bautista's been begging to play a role in that, and Dave Bautista's stock's probably never been higher because of Glass Onion. Um, it's just such an untapped market. And Fallout itself, you mentioned, I think the only major difference between Fallout, and I don't have loads of details on the Fallout series, is that it looks like HBO are basically using the game as an entirety to basically do the series, whereas Fallout, that world is... Well, there's so many more games, but it's such an open-ended story, they can basically do their own thing. Whereas with The Last of Us they're basically just doing a retelling of the game by the looks of it with the exact same characters, whereas Fallout, you're just playing an unvoiced protagonist. You don't yes. really, you don't, it's, it's for the world, it's not for the characters, where I think The Last of Us, it's, it's obviously the world as well, but it's basically um, Pedro Pascal as Joel um, 
and Ellie. I can't what's the and the lass's name playing Ellie. Um so yeah, it should be interesting if they can tell their own story in the Fallout world, whereas The Last of Us has to do has to stick to the game itself. Yeah, and, and like that that's the thing. The The Last of Us is a standalone game. Fallout, I believe there are four games and a bunch of spin off games. There's two Last of Us now. But yes, it's Oh, two Last of Us now. Yeah. So that um, that only came out recently, but the Fallout there's four, I'm at, I'm, four numbers. New Vegas, and then there's a big multiplayer one called 76. So it's very much blow, more bloated. Shelter? Yes, that, that's, a, that's a mobile game. So that's like... Mobile game. Yeah. Um, there's Fallout Tactics, Brothers Brotherhood of the Steel, which was just for Windows. <laughs> and then it was released then after that on Xbox back in 04. So it's a long time ago. I was and that's the thing, Fallout's been around a long time. The first mm-hmm. Fallout game came out in, in 97. Mm-hmm. So it's been around a long time. So like you said, there's more world, there's more of an explore, exploration possibility. Whereas with this, it's a smaller world with, with less to be, less to work from in terms of source material, I suppose. Now, you mentioned an interesting thing, which is the the, the likes of Halo. Now, Halo to me should have been Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. One of these kind of mega production things because, again, a very famous game, a game where there are multiple editions I, I do know halo i have again played halo i wasn't actually bad at halo wasn't great at it but i wasn't <laughs> bad at it um but again they've had they've had multiple attempts at adapting halo so mm. we have seen this tv series it hasn't gotten great reviews it hasn't been It hasn't been as impressive as I think people assumed it would be because because of the possibilities of Halo. And that's where the risk comes with a lot of these games when you try and turn them into TVs or indeed films because, you know, you look at the list of films that have been made from from video games. Super Mario Brothers, the first film is is fun, (laughs) but it's a very old film at this point. It's 30 odd years. It's actually 30 years old this year. Um, Street Fighter was very cheesy, fantastic film, but but cheesy. Uh, Mortal Kombat, they made a bunch of them. They're okay. Resident Evil started off brilliant, but like you said, the last couple, they're really really poor and feel like a yeah. cash grab. Obviously, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, they are not particularly good films, but Angelina Jolie yep. was the the reason they did so well. But 
you look at something like Doom. Doom should have been a brilliant Michael Bay film. And it is is an abomination. Lincoln Park and everything at the end, that should have been. But wasn't that The The Rock's like third or fourth film? Yeah, one of his early films. Um, Far Cry, they made into a film with a bunch of dodgy uh, actors that no one had ever heard of, uh, which was a shame because Far Cry is another one that probably should have lent itself well. Tekken yeah. should have lent itself well, but unfortunately wasn't given the sort of big budget backing that you would have liked for it. Um, Dead or Alive Sonic the Hedgehog. Film. <laughs> Dead or Alive is, is dreadful. But like there are this this space is about to become much busier now. This year we've got a Gran Turismo film coming out. Mm. And Gran Turismo is obviously one of the most iconic games of the 90s and 2000s. Uh, from the early kind of PlayStation days, I remember Gran Turismo. There's another Sonic film coming out. The, the last two have been... They've been fun. They're not great films, but they are fun They've films. They've got Jim Carrey in it, and that's all you need. That's exactly it. That's kind of all you do need. Uh, what have we got? We've got Borderlands, Zone. Mario's coming out. Mario's coming out. There's a Duke Nukem film coming out. Duke Nukem's oh, old fan- school. Fantastic. Um, when these come out now, I don't know. These are all just films that are in production. production. Uh, so there's there's another Silent Hill film coming out. Now, the last one was a bit crappy. Um, there's a Saints Row, which Ooh. has possibilities. There is a Tom one based on Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, which oh, could be good. Put- there's one based on Streets of Rage that could be good. So there's there's a lot of movement in this this area. If you think about it, over the last few years, how many remakes have we seen and unwanted sequels to classics? Because they've kind of run out of ideas. And now by moving into the video game genre, they do open up an incredible amount of possibilities for themselves. And, you know, we've seen different things that are sort of video game related, like Ready Player One and stuff yeah. like that. What was the, What's that other one? Is it um, Pixels? Is that the oh, name? Oh, with Adam Sandler. With Adam Sandler. Yeah. And again, it's not about a video game, but it's video game related. So we're seeing more and more that this is a space that we're going to see explored more and more often. And the possibilities are endless. And hopefully The Last of Us really does kick this sort of new genre, new era into a high level and set a bar that everyone else then has to go and meet. Because if it's bad, it makes it a lot easier for others to phone it in. It really does. It really does. And you think, you see, to get a bit nerdy and game style, gamey at the minute, Sony will have such an advantage in this because they've obviously got their fingers in stuff like Spider-Man and obviously stuff like that and you see their possession of the character for their console but also with the films they have a partnership with Disney Um, they recently bought acquired Bungie the studio who used to make Halo when Halo was actually good Um, they want to make adaptations of of, um, Destiny which I'm sure many of the listeners will have heard of as well so Sony should be the um, front runners of this the pioneers of this and 
basically take charge in it because Sony, maybe not known for making the best films, um, but if they can get their shows made by HBO, who are the kings of TV making, do it. Make a God of War film, uh, make a God of War series or film, which I think got ordered recently as well. Um, if Amazon are going to be handing out money left, right, and centre, get shows on there. And Xbox IP um, need to do the same, but their first foray, for, as we mentioned with Halo, the Paramount Network, really? Yeah, that that's where really? it kind of fell flat. Yeah, Paramount, like. No disrespect, Paramount have been around a long time, they know what they're doing, but they weren't a suitable home for something as big and as ambitious as Halo. They, they're not going to put that type of money behind it. Mm. And yet, Obviously, The Witcher's more of a book series as well, but I think The Witcher 3 is where that series became its most popular. And you see Netflix, it's not it's not a 10 out of 10 series, The Witcher on Netflix, I don't think, but I think everyone enjoyed it to a certain degree. Maybe the odd time thing was a bit dodgy, but Netflix can do a job. We saw it with Daredevil and Marvel, Marvel stuff like that, which is a similar um, use of a beloved character or world or whatever and making it into something. So go with the reliable, go with Netflix, go with Amazon who will just... You see their adaptation of The Boys, a comic book, made it even better than the yeah. comic book. Get And if you can't get HBO, find the right people. And Apple put TV. Apple, Apple TV. pouring yeah. money into stuff like this as well. It is becoming a major arms race among a lot, all these kind of subscription services and, and, and stuff. So, you know, what about Disney? Like, this is definitely an area that Disney can look to move into as well, you know? Yeah. So, we're getting an Indiana Jones game, so there's obviously ties there. And yeah, that's the thing. We're get, we're getting a lot of it going in the other way as well, where we're going to see a lot more games based on films and things like that. And you mentioned the comic books as well. That's another big genre that's been explored massively over the last fifteen years, like through Marvel and and DC. Exploited and, at this point, I think. Yeah, <laughs> literally, we are. We are now. We are now into. I was the dog terror. Sorry. <laughs> it's becoming a little bit of an abusive relationship now. Where people, you know, like the hardcore comic book fans, and we know we know a couple of them, they had this kind of space that was theirs. And now it's just, it's it's been taken over and everybody has run roughshod through it. I think there's definitely huge scope over the next few years to see more and more games getting made into into films like yeah we about six seven years ago there was talk that they were going to do a call of duty universe (laughs) and it was going and they were going to pump major money into it now that has since fallen aside but tom hardy and chris pine were going to be part of that as two Mm. of the lead characters that's been put on the back burner but if these type of things do well you can be guaranteed that Call of Duty will be, because Call of Duty obviously is one of the most iconic game franchises and has enormous reach and possibility. So, and everybody loves a good war film. So They absolutely do. I, I can absolutely see Call of Duty coming back onto the agenda if The Last of Us and Fallout are big, big hits. I think I think there's three series that probably have the most scope in terms of a game, and Call of Duty is one of them. 
Grand Theft Auto, I think you mentioned, might be there, but make a good Grand Theft Auto thing. But I think the key one, or potentially the best one, because I think most people would agree, one of the best stories in gaming is Red Dead Redemption. That is perfect for a film. Don't mess about with the story. Don't mess about with it. But Red Dead Redemption 2 came out in 2018, and the story in that game... You always see it on my TikTok. Fantasy casting for Red Dead Redemption 2. Brad Pitt. It's like, yeah. Get get stuff like that done. Mm. Make them films because it probably won't. Tr- uh, that's more of a film rather than a TV show for me. But all the the Rockstar games because they are when a ro- when Rockstar released a game. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable, there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter, at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's a, it's a cultural point. It's not a point in gaming. It's literally a point in culture. Um, so I think them big, big games that go beyond gaming is where you need to make a film and make a hit. But yeah, Call of Duty, we see... Um, Tom Clancy stuff being made and Jack Ryan's yeah. obviously great on Amazon. Why can't Call of Duty become a series like Tom Clancy stuff? Exactly. It'd, it'd be perfect. Exactly. So you, you mentioned Rockstar and you're, you're I mean, the, the list is, is endless. Grand Theft Auto series. You've got the Max Payne game Ping in there pong. as Ping well. Pong. <laughs> um, what else do we have here? We've got the Warriors. We've got Manhunt, which was very good. Got banned. Uh, did it? Yeah, it got, I think it was in. I think it was initially Australian. I might have been in England. It might have been in other countries as well. But it got banned in Australia for. Well, basically, you go around putting plastic bags over people's heads. So, oh yeah. well, then yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to ban it. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's big scope. Here's here's a question for you, and I, this is complete ignorance on my part because this is a game I've I've never played, but I've heard about it endlessly. Is there a world? Is there is there any scope for a Fortnite? TV series or series of movies or anything like that is that is there Ooh. is there a possibility with that type of game because obviously it seems like a game where they just continue to add expansion packs and new parts of it rather than kind of I I, I could be wrong about this but am I, am I right in saying it it's still the original game they've just added more and more to oh, it yeah. it's not like they've released like Fortnite two or Fortnite 3 and 4. They've updated it to, to next gen, and I think they kind of call that... They don't call it Fortnite 2, but it's like... It is the same game, but it's like updated to 2023 standard. Um, but no, in terms of that question, it's tough because I think Fortnite... You mentioned there, they keep adding in DLCs and stuff like that. Like, you'll go around and you'll get murdered by Goku whilst you're playing as Darth Vader and stuff like that. So if he, <laughs> It could, maybe it's like a big a Ready Player One type film where yeah. it's like more uh, 
a cultural film. But I think what you could do with Fortnite is almost like a, an anime. Like we see Cyberpunk, which is an anime. I think Witch has done a couple of animes. Even Star Wars has got into that scene. Maybe that's a good starting point for something like Fortnite. And you can boot, you can um, push up the original characters in that and make them more of a character rather than just the character nobody wants to play as because they want to play as Batman or Goku or whatever. Um, that might be the best way to start it, but if you could make a stop, we have an emoji film, Dave. You could make a Fortnite film and it'd just be yeah. funny. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, if that's the thing, it, it, even if it's bad, it will make money because it's exactly. got such a cultural draw. Because I'm not being funny, but I spent years listening to people complain about how all the kids do is play Fortnite. Yeah. And you'd see, you go on YouTube and everyone's got you know, a video of their best kills on Fortnite or they're doing this or they're doing... Every, everybody from... Now, not necessarily my age group, but your age group, younger, it was... It was... Honestly, I don't ever remember a game getting as much hype as Fortnite did for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Like, others, others have gotten similar levels for, like, six months. Mm. And then something new and shiny comes out. But with Fortnite, it seemed like it it was three, maybe even four full years of it was the kind of biggest game going in the online gaming sphere. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you I'm sure people who listen have heard of the Battle Royale game. Um this was the pioneer of that. There was, I think there was PUBG, which may have actually been the pioneer, but Fortnite brought it to the masses, I think. And it was just the perfect game for content creators, for the casual as well. But in terms of people making YouTube or streaming to Twitch or Facebook or whatever, it was the perfect game for that. And it may not be... A, it probably still is the biggest in the sphere of, of being a battle battle royale game, but like it made Call of Duty change their entire gaming system. And you, we've just mentioned their Call of Duty probably still is one of the biggest, if not certainly seasonal release or yearly release mm. is the biggest game with FIFA and Madden and stuff like that. But Fortnite changed the game in terms of shooters and stuff like that. You see. EA make, made a Battle Royale which is really successful. Call of Duty had to make a Battle Royale just to try and match this. But in terms of being a cultural phenomenon, like I think I think there's games that move into the cultural zeitgeist. Your GTAs, um, your Call of Duties, where people who have no idea, have never played a video game in their life, if you say Grand Theft Auto, they'll know it's a game. Fortnite moved into that sphere. And the weird thing is, the game they made was never intended to be the Battle Royale. It was meant to be like a <clears throat> tower defense game that I'm sure everyone played at school my age in the mm. background. So they they basically fell onto the biggest game in, in modern history, which is scary thought, really. But no, but, Fortnite is endless capabilities, but it'd be tough. But I now that I said the Ready Player One thing, that is like the perfect game for that, I think. So Fallout and anything really that involves this sort of battle royale aspect of, you know, last man standing yes. type thing. Um, 
you can look at, say, The Hunger Games, which were an yes, enormous yes, yes, success yes. As, as books and films. You can look at the Kill Bill films. All of these type of films, they all date back to one thing, which is a Japanese film that came out in the year 2000 called Battle Royale. It's a Japanese language film uh, directed by Kinji Fukasaku. This film, if you if you haven't seen it, mm. I implore everybody to go and watch this film. Quentin Tarantino says the best film he's seen in in decades, and he had major plans to try and adapt parts of it, and he did in Kill Bill, and he had other ideas, but he hasn't gone with them yet. There is a second film called Battle Royale Two Requiem, which is is pretty good. Not as good, but it is good. But I would recommend to everybody. Now, obviously, if you don't like subtitles, maybe it's not for you. But this is phenomenally good. Phenomenally good. And my one of my best mates, Dave Jericho, his name's Dave Quinn, but when I first met him, he had a, a big Chris Jericho-type goatee, as Jericho did at that point in his wrestling career. So I nicknamed him Dave Jericho to differentiate himself from me. And, uh, and our friend Dave Gray. So there was me, Dave Jericho, and the other guy. He got me into this film. He got me into these Japanese-type films. And Old Boy was one. And obviously it got remade and was not very good. But this was the other big one that he that he kind of opened me up to. This, was, this is a phenomenally good film. And I, I implore people to go find a copy of this and watch it. It's it's brilliant and it holds up really, really well. And you will see so much that you recognize. It's actually based on a novel that came out the year before, but unless you read Japanese, that information is no use to you. Um, right, a couple more things before we finish up. Just wanted to do a quick pod today, nothing too, uh, too in-depth or too focused, but obviously I think that's a good chat now about what's coming out with The Last of Us and, and that sphere of video games as kind of the the source material for movies. Um, as Guy said, he hasn't been watching a whole bunch of TV stuff lately. There was one show you said you watched, was there? Uh, Jack Ryan was probably the last thing I watched before that. Maybe Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix thing, but that was probably a while ago now. They the were Jeffrey both- Dahmer thing I thought was excellent. Yeah, is his name Evan Peters, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I think he won a Golden Globe for his performance thing. It, the psychological drama he probably went through becoming Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, so a shiny trophy was probably not enough for that. No, no, I would say almost certainly not. Um, this this Jeffrey Dahmer series, we we see a lot of stuff that's been done. Again, serial killers tend to make great source material. Um, there was the. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial 
and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes, and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. The Ted Bundy film yeah, with Zach Efron, Efron yeah. that was, that's a phenomenally good film. I, uh, extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. I think that's a brilliant film. I think that's one of the best films I've seen in the last couple of years. Casted brilliantly, Efron is really, really good in the role. Um, it's a few years old now, obviously, but this Dharma one, I think it has been, I think it's, it's genuinely one of the best TV series I've seen in recent years. Now, they've already said that they're going to do two more series because Monster is what they're calling the series, the anthology series, and Jeffrey Dahmer is the first one. And they're saying they're going to be doing two more. Now, I noted while watching that they mentioned Ed Gein a couple of times. Yeah. And I wonder if he's going to be one of them that they do it on. And John Wayne Gacy was in in the series as well. Exactly. And that's who I think they might do the other one on. And John Wayne Gacy and Ed Gein, both obviously iconic figures for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Ed Gein has been the inspiration to many... Many is the uh, the metal song. Uh, John Wayne Gacy is one of the more terrifying individuals. Made people ever. scared of clowns. <laughs> yes, I think most people's fear of clowns comes from him. So yeah, that if you haven't seen that show, like I said, uh, Evan Peters, it is an incredible job. The way he acted that role was absolutely phenomenal. And he deserves every bit of success and every award that he gets. I think uh, Richard Jenkins played his father. I think he was very good in it as well. I think the whole show from start to finish, 10 episodes, was done about as well as possible. Uh, came out in September. So most people have obviously seen it already. Um, Netflix obviously releasing everything at once, so you can binge them, uh, binge them. But it was very, very good. Very, very good. And I think that's definitely something I'd recommend. Um we went from that into watching Yellowstone and yeah. we've done the five seasons of Yellowstone, which I have to say, I think it might be the best show on TV right now. Um, if you don't know, it's about a family who run a farm in Montana and there's like, there's a gangster element to it. There's a family element to it. There's, love and hatred and anger and violence and all of these different things that you see in normal life just turned up a little bit to 11. Uh, I think it's, I think it's phenomenal. I think the cast are incredible. Kevin Costner as John Dutton is, is brilliant. It's the perfect role for him. It's almost personality wise. Like he followed on from his role in dances with wolves. Um, Luke Grimes and Wes Bentley play his sons. They're both very good. But Kelly Riley plays his daughter, Beth. And she is, without question, the star of this show. As a 
manipulator, as a figure of sympathy, as a psychopath. She covers so much ground and does it all perfectly. And there are a litany of great supporting actors in this show. It is genuinely one of the best things. Now, it's on Paramount as well. To give them their due, we met, we mentioned them earlier. But this is the type of show they do brilliantly well. And even down to things like the cinematography of it, it's absolutely incredible. And it's been such a success that it's already got two spin-offs that have come out, 1883, haven't started that yet, going to watch that next, and 1923 which is currently on. So we'll watch that after the 1883 because they run kind of into each other or, you know, one sets the scene, the other one's 40 years later. There are a couple more spin-offs. Uh, 1883, the Bass Reeves story, which takes it in a different direction. And then there's one called The Four Sixes, which is a modern day to run alongside Yellowstone and tell a story based in Texas at the famous Four Sixes Ranch. Honestly, it, it is brilliant. And I, I haven't watched all of Billions as yet. I want to get back into that. My missus hasn't seen any of it. So we'll probably rewatch seasons one and two that I've seen and then run through the rest. Um, I've seen season one of Succession. I haven't seen any more. So I want to get into that and go back and start it again and go through. But this genuinely... With with no need for special effects or anything like that, like so taking out Game of Thrones, this might be the best TV show I've seen since The Wire. I know a lot of people will say Breaking Bad. I'm not as high on Breaking Bad. I think it's a great show. I just wouldn't put it in my top five, but this might this might end up in it. I think this is brilliant. Have you seen any of it, Guy? No, but I mean to. It's just paramount <laughs> it's just just not something you think about in your house no it? no it's not at all i mean that's the thing the, i remember i remember this coming out because obviously kevin costner is still a huge name yeah so it was when it was announced he was doing a tv series i was quite interested in the concept of it because we've watched a couple of other things that are based on ranches and stuff like mcleod's daughters from australia and stuff that just kind of day-to-day life of running a farm or a ranch because they're just decent shows to watch, and there's a lot of different storylines they can work in. Um, so this was something that caught my eye when it first came out. And for whatever reason, I never actually committed to watching it initially. But we were looking for something to watch um, after Dharma, and we, want, we wanted a change of pace after watching Dharma. So we've watched this, and it is, honestly, it is brilliant. I, I would recommend it to everybody. Um, I would also recommend a film just out on Netflix in the last few days called Bank of Dave. So this is based on a true story, the story of a man called Dave Fishwick, who is a Burnley businessman who wants to set up a bank to help local people because he feels like the banks don't want to help normal people. It's like I say, it's based on real events. Uh, This guy, Dave Fishwick, did set up um, I suppose you'd, you'd call it a, a credit union. It's the Burnley Savings and Loan. If you've ever seen It's a Wonderful Life, it's basically what they were doing back then. He's wanted to bring that back for modern people. 
so yeah, it is. It's a really good film. It's a. It's not. There's not nothing blows up. There's nothing crazy happens. It's just a really nice story of a lawyer from London who goes to Burnley, thinking this is a bit of a joke, not expecting to like anybody because you know he's a lawyer from London heading north of the Watford Gap, and he finds just tremendous people who all want to help each other, and this one guy who wants to help everybody. Uh, really good film. Would recommend it to people. It's about an hour and 40 long, so it's not too big of a commitment. So do that. And the last thing then is I am re-watching uh, House MD, which is one of my favourite shows of all time. Hugh Laurie is just, I think, a genius. I think this is one of the best characters we've ever seen. Dr. Gregory House. I, I think everything about the character and the way Laurie portrays the character is brilliant. Um, Robert Sean Leonard is brilliant as James Wilson. Lisa Edelson's brilliant as Cody. You've got Omar Epps, Jesse Spencer, who went on to be the lead in Chicago Fire. Jennifer Morrison, Olivia Wilde, Cal Penn from Harold and Kumar and many other things who joined the show and then left the show to go and work for Barack Obama. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this show. I'm only on season one. Uh, I'm watching it late at night when my missus heads to bed because she gets up early in the morning and I do not. And uh, I I think House is an absolute triumph. So um, I will continue to update on my my re-falling in love with House as we move forward. But yeah, is there anything else we wanted to mention before we leave that at that guy? Um, I think with the Super Bowl not too far away, I think we'll be prepping for some big releases. I think uh, the Mandalorian new series got shown, didn't it, the other day? Oh, that's a good call. Uh, Ted, Ted Lasso, I think, we're getting more details about the next series of that, which I think I think it was summer or spring release, but it's been long overdue because anyone who... I think Apple TV basically grew on the success of Ted Lasso, and then people went out to watch the morning show and stuff like that, didn't they? But, yeah, I think they're the two next big series I think a lot of people will be looking out for. So I'm just looking at uh, a list of movies that have been announced as, you know, coming out this year. And I noticed there's another, there's a a Teen Wolf movie coming out on the 26th of this month. Fantastic. Um, There is uh, a Jonah Hill film that he actually wrote it and he stars in it called You People with him and Eddie Murphy, which should be a pretty funny movie. Uh, But I move on. I've got Magic Mike's Last Dance, which is... Yeah, one for the women. Johnny Tatum <laughs> taking his clothes off. And I move down and I move down. And I get to February fifteenth and I see I see the words Winnie the Pooh and I think, Oh, when I was a kid I loved Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, so here we go. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. An <laughs> upcoming slasher film. Jesus wept. That's why you don't and lose your copyright, Disney. That's what that I That is appalling. <laughs> uh but coming after that, we've also got Ant Man and the Wasp which I think a lot of people are very excited about, the next the next one from Marvel. Uh, Cocaine Bear. Yes. Which looks like it'll be tremendously terrible. Based on a true story. Uh, Luther. Yes, <laughs> that's the thing. It's based on a true story. Uh, Luther, the movie, uh, The Fallen Sun, is the 24th of February, so I'm very excited for that one. The next Creed movie is coming out. On the 3rd of March, there's a new Scream film coming in March. 
there's a new Shazam coming in March. That whether we needed a new Shazam or not, it's coming in March. Uh, and the new John Wick is also coming out in March. So looking forward to many of these. And I note there's also a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out, which we've just spent quite a bit talking about films based on games. Um, this is also from Paramount Pictures, so remains to be seen. Now, Paramount <laughs> movies, they tend to do a bit better than Paramount TV. But Chris Pine, um, Michelle Rodriguez, it's a pretty strong cast. Hugh Grant is in it, pretty strong cast. I think after Stranger Things as well, Dungeons and Dragons is more popular than ever, isn't it? That's a very good shout. It, it got quite a resurgence during the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. But obviously Stranger Things has, has definitely elevated it. So, yeah. Um, the one thing I want to watch quite soon, I want to watch that, is it Wednesday? Is that the name of it? Yes, I'm meaning to watch that. It's, well. it's done quite well, and I noticed a few of the lads chatting about that in the group chat. So we'll we'll try and watch that um, in the next couple of weeks, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a chat about that. But yeah, we just wanted to, to lay the scene, lay some groundwork today, and and get a bit of content out for you. If you're bored of watching Liverpool lose football matches, this can be a nice break. We will see you next time. Thank you to you. Thank you to Guy. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.